Hey, welcome back to How to Write a Novel. Back on the mountain, still talking about music that inspired me to write different shit. So, if uh, you haven't heard last episode, you gotta go listen to last episode. If this is somehow your first episode of this podcast, you gotta stop right now and go listen to the last episode, because uh, this is a continuation. Basically, I, uh, I'm working on this story, slowly but surely, based on the album Sepaternal by Bring Me the Horizon, because I am an edgy 39-year-old teen. I looked it up, by the way, I couldn't remember. Like, what does sepaternal mean again? It just means endless. It just means eternal. <laughs> so I don't know what... I mean, I guess I can see why I fucking couldn't remember that definition. And it really doesn't relate to this story at all. It's just uh, a cool title. Because uh, it's the name of the album. But like I said last time, it could change any time. So, uh... This story is about a brother and sister who have cool, magical powers and are in sort of a medieval fantasy fucking magic-y type world. And last episode I went through like the opening, the start of the story and how it relates to the first song on that album, how I'm just sort of trying to, as like a little exercise, I'm like, what would happen if I just, because I was listening to that album compulsively anyway, so I'm like, what if I just try to uh, relate it to a story, try to build a story kind of based on this, what would happen? And this is the end of the story, the last track on the album. But it's a lot less distinct. I had a lot more detail for the first chapter. Also because there's just a lot of blanks that need to be filled in here. This one is way more about the uh, general feeling, the general vibe. <sighs> Why do I... And it's becoming like a bad cliche every time, but it's like, of course... Of course it's hard to record a podcast when I walk up a hill because it's fucking up my breathing. Like, I don't know how I didn't realize this when I complained about it the previous 8,000 times. To walk up a hill, I really gotta, really gotta focus on the old breathing, you know? Breathe in deep, breathe out consistently. When I'm talking, that obviously doesn't happen. But hey, this is where we are. This is what we're doing. This is not a professional podcast. This is a podcast about a man yelling on a mountain. So uh, I thought I'd go through uh, three little, three little bits here, because, uh, like I said, it's just not as much detail to this particular song. So first I thought I'd just bring up other, just little ideas, just random little scenes that I wouldn't have thought of without the associated song. Like, it's just kind of neat to... Uh, come up with ideas based on the tone of a song because it might not be what you would normally do. It might guide you in a different direction. So part of this story is that there's a bunch of brothers and sisters in this family that all have magical powers and which I have not uh, fleshed out yet. I haven't figured out who they are, what they're all about. So I just got little bits and pieces, little tiny things that'll slowly coalesce and come together. And I started going outside of that one album. That's my favorite Bring Me the Horizon album, but uh, they have a bunch of other cool stuff as well. None of it's as good as that album. Sepaternal's the best. But they do have other cool stuff. So this is a, it's an unusual song for this band. It's called uh, Nihilist Blues. I played it at the end of one of the podcasts. It's almost like a 
weird underwater rave song, just weird sounding song. But I was listening to that and there's this part where the song just kind of builds and builds and builds and builds and then it just crests. And whenever I listen to it, I always imagine that as like water rising and rising and rising behind a dam. And then when the song is like, whoa, whoa, that's where like the water, it breaks the fucking, it breaks the dam and just and the water floods out all over the valley. And I was like, you know, I just had that image come to me every single time. And I'm like, well, fuck it, you know? I need ideas for all these siblings. I got nothing. What about that? What if the battle against this one particular sibling, like because these uh, magical, this magical family are the aristocracy of the area, maybe this is his zone. This is his little town, his little people. And they got... They got the dam, it could be a literal dam, it could be like a magical dam, you know, just to hold back the magic power of the brother and sister that are fighting them. Like, I don't know, it's just vague, it's, but it's something, you know, it's a start. And I've got that feeling, I've got that tone, you know, and I think that's kind of the most important thing, like to keep a story on track. If you lose the tone, if you lose the feeling, you lost everything, you know? If you have a consistent tone and a consistent feeling, I don't even think people mind so much if your plot doesn't fucking make sense. Like, it's nice if it does. But I think if you lose that feeling, that's worse than losing a literal plot. Ideally, you should have both, but, but you just, you gotta have tone. If you lose tone, if things get fucked up that way, it's over. So, okay, listen to this. Listen to this. We are lost in a labyrinth. That's my key up. I just did that so I know where the song fits. All right. It's building up. It's building up. The crazy space rave is happening. The water's rising. The fucking, the dam can't take it. Can't take it. Here we go. Oh, it's like a roller coaster going down now. The water's just, just taking out the whole valley, destroying everything. So again, obviously, I, I barely know what I'm talking about. I have very little here, but it's something. It's the seed of something, which is infinitely more than having nothing. You know, it's like, okay, if this is the setup, if this is the setting, it is like this brother runs this particular area, this valley. There's a big fucking, there's a big dam. Could be a real dam, could be a magical dam. This fight is on a, a, a large scale. The fight I talked about last episode was all internal, was inside their head. This is the opposite. This is the fight that just, it's like nature. It's like, it's like a giant campaign or something. It's something to work with, you know? It's an idea that I had just cause of the song. On a smaller scale, just for a little scene, there's this song called Doomed that I don't really like that much. It's the, the Bring Me the Horizon album I like the least. Uh, that's the spirit it's called. It's just a little too soft for me cause I'm a hard man. I'm a tough gentleman. But the live version of this song is awesome. Just this big sweeping chorus. I think we're doomed. It's in my key, <laughs> as you can tell. It's beautiful. Here, let's just play that. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this chorus. Listen to how good this is.
so catchy and it just gave me just an idea for a little teeny tiny scene that would just happen you know three quarters of the way through the story or something things are getting bad like they've killed a bunch of their siblings they're closing in on their dad like there is no turning back on this this mission this plan they're succeeding but they've done so many awful things to granted to basically awful people but you know shades of gray man no black and white morality here everything's all fucked up and I just thought it'd be awesome to take that song. And they're just like, you know, again, just sort of standard cool medieval tropey stuff. They're in like a big, quiet, like a castle type place or like a, an inn. It's dark, it's nighttime, it's quiet, it's kind of cozy. And the brother is just like plinking away at a piano, like classic 90s fucking 1999 Trent Reznor. And he just sings that song just quietly while he's plinking away at the piano. So come rain on my parade Cause I wanna feel it Come throw me over the edge Cause my head's in overdrive I'm sorry but it's too late And it's not worth saving So come rain on my parade And the sister comes into the room, or is that like the doorway? We didn't see that she was here. And she just sings the, I think we're doomed. I think we're doomed. <laughs> My falsetto is real bad. It would just be a cool little moment, you know? It's just a little thing, a little thing I could put in somewhere. And again, I'm thinking of this, I guess, like a movie. I don't know that any of this would go in the prose version. I'm not a great fan of people singing in novels and they just write out fucking lyrics and stuff. That's not generally very cool to me. But maybe I could do some alternate version. Maybe in the, in the novel version he doesn't even sing lyrics, he just, just hums a melody. Just a little moment, I don't know, again it's not much, but it's something that I got just from listening to music, which I was doing anyway. I just really do think it's a cool little way to uh, just spark little ideas. All right, so this last song, what I've been doing is, you know, I would describe the story as I've kind of been thinking about it and then play the song because uh, there's just too many details to try to squeeze into the song and it just kind of was tough. I don't think I need to do that this time because I actually have very few details. Again, this is all just tone and this is kind of a long song, so... Uh, yeah, I don't know how much I even have to say about the specific parts. I just thought it would be cool to set this final battle against... It's the two kids, the siblings, the brother and the sister. They've killed all their, their other siblings. Now they're at the big manor of their dad. The dad's out in the front courtyard or whatever with his guards and stuff. 
So as this song starts, it's them approaching, approaching for the final battle. Now let's just cue this up. Now, so big rocking song, cool fight. You know, the dad and uh, his guards and the kids have all their magic powers that they've grown and grown and grown because they've killed all their fucking siblings and stolen all those powers and possibly gotten powers from the people of the whole area. You know, it's like the tide has turned. They want to get rid of the old guard, bring in the new. So uh, the kids really have the upper hand. So the dad escapes into the manor. He's like, oh, this is a little much. This is fucking me up. I got to get out of here. So he's in inside. The siblings are outside still in the courtyard. And that the song gets quiet at this point, I thought was cool. Because again, this just makes me think about it differently. Instead of just a driving forward battle, what if it did have this tone? What if it's kind of languid and slow? And again, like kind of underwater feeling. Like, what if this is how the fight is? Like, it's really not a problem. Maybe this is where we show how the brother and sister are so in tandem and so powerful. They are just making mincemeat of these guards. So much so that it's almost like the Matrix. It's just slow. It's just easy for them. It's no problem. So they break through the guards. And now, uh, maybe brother breaks away. Sister's still mopping up the end of the guards. Brother's heading into the manor now. He's going after dad. Dad's in there whatever doing his final machinations trying to sort together his his ultimate plan which i haven't figured out yet <laughs> this is all still a work in progress and we come back with the big rock and beat because it's fight time right now bah! so here's where the fucking son finally gets a direct confrontation with the dad finally gets to fucking directly fight this fuck and we got like our harry potter wizard wand type fight you know they're not actually touching it's all just magic shit and uh, maybe the dad's kind of winning. The dad's kind of getting the upper hand a little bit. Or maybe not, maybe it doesn't make sense. Whatever, they're fighting, who cares? You know, I'll figure out the details later. <laughs> I guess, no, the, it would be that the son would have to win because I want the dad to try to escape again, try to fall further back. So he's trying to get away from the son. It seems like he's about to, but then as the side door that he's trying to escape from, the sister comes through. So this dad now has his son and daughter on either side of him, boxing them in, he can't escape. They've got them trapped in their fucking, you know, the, 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 the Ghostbusters don't cross the stream, pulling them in. And with their powers combined, now we've broken through the dad's magical defenses and we're in his mind. It's just like the, the fight I talked about last time. The first fight of the story is going to be similar in the end where this is another mind fight. This nice quiet part is when we're in the memories, the sepia-toned past or however it would be visually shown. And this is where we'd go through all the details of these characters' lives and histories and backstories that, again, I just don't have sorted out yet. But my idea, like I said last time, was kind of that when you go into this memory world, it changes the present, you know? It's like you erase people from history, you erase them from the past. And it's like a combination thing. People still remember them, they still know that person used to exist, but now they're gone. So I was thinking that during this scene we could go back to earlier scenes we'd seen, earlier memories, where these sons and daughters somehow saved the dad, you know? Like they saved him from a beheading, or they saved him from a hanging, or they saved him from some kind of death. But now we go back and we replay those memories, but now all those kids who saved the dad, they're gone, because they're all dead. They've all been erased. One by one, they've all been taken out of the picture. So we replay all those scenes and all those moments 
Except this time the dad doesn't make it. In each one he dies, he dies, he dies. We just keep seeing examples of him dying. And especially, yeah, we got another run. Okay, another run of the song. When this song hits its final like dung before it gets all loud again, I just I like the idea of like, like a scene where the dad was saved from a hanging, but this time he's not saved. And that final like dung is just, just him getting hung. And just that you just see it for a moment. It's like a weird, creepy image. But then when the song breaks back, we're gonna cut back to the present. Is this it? Right there, yeah. And now, so now it's like with that first fight, we cut back to the dad's face in the present and he is just fucked. It's so clear that he's just getting destroyed by his son. He's just a desiccated, destroyed mess. He's like a, he's just, he's like a, a hundred years older now. His teeth are coming out. He's just big black circles around his eyes. His cracked skin, he's just falling apart. And the son, for his part, is like insane with rage. Like, I love the sound of this song, where it's just like super close up on the son's face. He's just bearing down on the dad, basically just strangling him. I mean, there's magic involved, but essentially he's just strangling his own dad to death. And I was thinking like uh, a potential way that I could... I'll get into that after, because it's just, yeah. Like, the, the son is just so focused on the dad this is all you see the dad falling apart the son super pissed that final moment of the song that's important we'll get back to that man i filled up that time more than i thought i would jesus christ so i had this idea this is like creepy and we'll see i don't know if i'm going to actually do this but maybe because i just love the feeling of that song and just the almost like absurd driving anger of the end of that song like how do you be is that angry at somebody? What, what could fuel that? And I was thinking, this is super creepy, but I was watching like, you know, Leaving Neverland, uh, that documentary about Michael Jackson touching kids and, and that whole notion of like, like in the story, I think it won't be this, it'll just be whatever, I'll come up with the different problems they had with this dad and the different things that he did. But to get to the feeling, the root of it, the feeling I want somebody to feel when they read this story, or if it was a movie, they saw this movie, would be like, what if this was like the guy who molested you when you were a kid? I know this is super creepy, but just to get that sense of like that, what would make you hate someone that much that you would just strangle them? What would make you strangle somebody to death and just be so, so overtaken with emotion that you're just in it? Because the idea is I want this the son to be so invested in breaking down and destroying the dad that we've totally lost track of the sister. We don't know where she's at, what she's doing. And the idea would be on that last beat of the song, the very last, dum. like dad's dead, son won, but then we cut over and we see that the sister is dead also. Like the whole time the dad kind of accepted his fate. He wasn't fighting back against the son. He's like, I'm dead, he's gonna get me, but I'm gonna focus all of my resources to the sister and I'm gonna take her out, and he does. So at the end, the dad's dead, but the sister's dead too. I don't know if that made any fucking sense ever. <laughs> but hey, whatever, yeah, and I'm fucking, I mean, I'm standing on a mountain talking about a fucking idea for a story that I had, like, it's useful to me, handy for me. 
to like crystallize these things. And basically, so I guess all I'm saying is like, again, there's a lot of details I don't have and just a lot of vague ideas. But every time I listen to that song, I just kind of think about it. I just kind of run through that scenario. They show up at the place, they fight the guards, they chase the dad in. Between the two of them, they box the dad in and manage to break into his psychic world. Then they're drifting through the psychic world where the dad just hasn't have the defenses that he used to have because all of his kids are dead. Then the final just insane rage strangulation battle. And then on the last beat, the dad and the sister both didn't make it. They're both dead. And that wouldn't be the very end of the story. There's obviously a little denouement from there. Some bittersweet, you know, son takes over the kingdom or maybe refuses to or, you know, whatever. I'll figure it out. That'll all be more clear as I go through the story. This whole thing is like weird, you know, it's weird. I've never tried to write a whole story just based on songs. But it's just neat, it's a neat thing to do, I like it. So okay, let's listen to that song without me rambling over it to finish off the episode. Hospital for Souls, Bring Me the Horizon. Goddamn great song. Thanks for listening. I think that might be the end of this little series for now. Like I have other little things, little ideas that songs connect to in stories, but they're all very small or vague or abstract. I think that'll do for now, but I hope you enjoyed that, that peculiar little run of me on the mountain talking about music. And uh, yeah, thanks. (laughs) I'll talk to you next time about something else to do with writing. Adios.